You okay out there? Good. You got umbrellas? Just in case, good. Uh, this is the first time I've, I've spoken uh, to, to so many people for over a year, so it's good to be back again. And it's good to see your faces. And, and those of you at home, uh, nice and safe and warm, um, uh, we welcome you in this place. Uh, Sally and I have, have currently are reading the book of Acts through and uh, together, and I would encourage you to read it for yourselves. It's a record of practicing Christianity under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Ordinary people like you and me doing extraordinary things and living a new life. Tonight, like Nico said, we're celebrating Pentecost, the supernatural birth of the church, where the promised gift of the Father, the person of the Holy Spirit, who Jesus told his disciples to wait for and receive in order to be his witnesses in both word and deed, was poured out upon them in great power. And a radical transformation uh, came upon their lives. And on that day, 3,000 people, de deeply convicted of the uh, sin of unbelief and rejection of Jesus, responded and the church was born. This is why Jesus had said to them, wait to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then you will receive power to be my witnesses wherever you live, wherever you work, and throughout all the earth. The believers, uh, to me, up to this point, were a bit like a gas boiler, where the pilot light is on, but it's not giving out any heat or power. Then suddenly the timer switch goes off, goes on, sorry, and, and then immediately start firing in all cylinders. They were a bit like that for me. Um, but uh, I thought, what a wonderful way to start a movement, and what an amazing way. So we really thank you, thank God for this pouring out of his spirit and starting this ministry. The fact is, the Christian life has to be supernaturally, has to be a supernaturally empowered life. As much as you and I aspire to be like Jesus and follow him, we can't do this stuff without the helper. I mean, have you read the, the Sermon on the Mount lately? I mean, how do you even love your enemies? How do you even want to love your enemies? Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. How do you pray for those who ill-treat you? How do you uh, stop judging and criticizing others? How do you forgive those who have really hurt you and let you down and rejected you? How do you heal the sick? How do you care for those people that God has called you to care for? How do you bring release to the oppressed um, of, just by the enemy of all humanity? And how do you love the Lord your God with all your soul, with, all your, with your heart, your soul, your mind, and how, you loved you? how do you love your neighbor as yourself? It's not natural. It, human nature, it just isn't like this. So if you and I, in following Jesus, are attempting to do something that is humanly impossible, an empowerment is needed. We can't follow Jesus by willpower alone. But the good news is we were never expected to. Jesus wanted us to have everything that he had. 
And he said in John 14, 16 to 17, he says, The Father will give you another counselor, someone just like me, to be with you forever. He will live with you and be in you and enable you to live this new life. So that's good news. Sally and I responded to the message of Jesus at a, a Dick Saunders Way to Life crusade back in, 1970, in 1974 at East, East Sussex it was. And the first church we attended was an evangelical church called The Welcome. And uh, it, was, it was lovely people, a great family, and uh, we really enjoyed being with them. Our first experience of church and the main focus of the preaching every Sunday was the new birth in Christ being born again to a living hope, which is fantastic. And so every Sunday we heard about the love of God for us. We heard about the cross. We heard about how Jesus had come and given his life for us. And it was fantastic. So every day, but, but the issue of how then do we live kept coming up. And after a while, we started to be aware that there must be more, particularly after reading the, the New Testament about the life and work of, works of Jesus, who were, we were supposed to be following. But it seemed to Sally and myself, it seemed way out of reach. And uh, I, I had so many questions. I put little question marks in, in the margins of my Bible going, how did they do that? How does, have you ever done that? Just go, how, does, how did he do that? And how, does it, how do you live this life? And I was struck by, in John 5 when I read the uh, words of Jesus. He says, I can do nothing of myself. He says it twice in that chapter. I can do nothing of myself. I can only do what I see the Father doing. And I th there was two things there. I mean, if this is Jesus and he said he can do nothing of himself, what about me? And then he said, I only can do what I see the Father doing. And I thought, well, how do you see, how do you know what God is doing? You must be able to because he says, and we're supposed to be following him. And then I would I'd look at the Acts of the Apostles. I'd look at the uh, life of Paul. And sometimes it says, moved by the Spirit. And I thought, how does that happen? Is he seeing something? Is there another? I just felt that there was a dimension of the Christian life that I, I wasn't party to. I didn't know how to do this. And what, how does this happen? They were obviously living it, and we were supposed to be following Jesus. And so, how do you do this stuff? It looked really fun. It looked really good. And I thought, I'd like to do it too. But um, uh, there, was, there was a couple in the church who uh, were considered very way out by the rest of the church. But, and they invited us to a house group meeting. And it was full of Christians from all walks of life. And they prayed for us to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And something happened. Something changed in our lives. There was some, there, a real sense of being more alive to God than I'd had before. And since then, we pray every day to be filled with the Spirit for love and for service, uh, to be able to hear His voice and walk in His ways, and for Him to change our hearts so we become more like Jesus. Because that's the aim, that's the goal, that we be changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. That's the plan, that the Spirit of God will be working in your life to make you more like Jesus and to change you. And just to say when things are, are good, that, that you need to go this way. When not, you need to go the other way. But he's there to do that. 
and over the last 47 years we, we've seen him do some amazing things both in our own lives and in the people and situations he's led us into. We've seen people healed physically, we've still pe seen people healed emotionally and people set free, we've seen lives transformed, we've seen lives filled with the joy of the Lord and it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And all I know is, and all we know is, is, is that reading from this scripture, Acts 2, is that God wants to release his kingdom into all the earth through his church so that lives may be reconciled to the Father, that they may be restored, they may be healed, they may be given life, eternal life. We, the church, were born to bring glory to God, and that's our purpose in life. That's where we are. That's what we're here for. That's what we're alive for as the church. We live to fulfill his purpose. And he's given his church this ministry of reconciliation. But we can't do this in our own strength. We need to be filled. The good news is we don't have to do it in our own strength. That we can be filled with his spirit and connected to Jesus in order to bear fruit that will last. I am the vine, he said. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I think we're a, a privileged people here today throughout the whole Bible and up until this point in Acts 2, only a handful of individuals had the Holy Spirit resting upon them for specific tasks. But now all of us who make Jesus Lord of their lives can have the Spirit of God living in us and resting upon us to give us power to live this life and to be gradually transformed from the inside out to be his witnesses in word and deed in order to bring glory to God. The disciples were filled again and again after this Acts 2 outpouring. So this is not a one-off one experience. I'd like to encourage you in that. This is not a one-off experience. That you, to, We need to be asking for more. Amen? We need to be asking for more. And I thought, wherever you're tonight, if you're, you're at home watching or here in person, why don't we just um, spend some time just waiting on the Holy Spirit and then acknowledge our dependence and our need upon Him. It grows your need and dependence on Him to be everything that we read about in, this in, in Acts 2 and, and in the New Testament. We need to be filled. We can't do this by willpower alone. It's not enough. We need to be filled by Him and we need to... Uh, to and sometimes we need to confess our sin of independence and self-reliance. That's something that happens to me. And I have to, to, to just reject that and say, I am weak, but you are strong. And in your strength, the work is done. And just to remember that I'm not on my own. That he's with me, he lives in me, and he walks with me wherever I go. And that, that we can be the, the, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. That we can be his hands, his feet, his eyes, his ears, his body. The word made flesh. So when people meet you, they're going to be touched. They're going to see Jesus. They're going to meet him in you. And this is what the world needs. And this is what we're here for. And this is why we need him. We need to be filled. So... Um, uh, I'd like to ask the band just to come back again and 
as they sing this first song, just stand up, just wait on him. And I'd, I'd encourage you just to ask for more. Ask for more. You need more to be filled. We need more. We all need more. And just any reliance on self and independence and going, well, it's, it's the vicar's job to do this stuff. It's not my job. It's your job. You are the church. You're called to do this. You're not, I'm no different than you. We just need to be filled to do it. We can't do it on our own. Okay? I finish with the wonderful um, words of uh, Paul in, from Galatians 6, verse 8. It's in the message, and he says, May what Jesus Christ gives freely be deeply and personally yours, my friend. So take from him tonight. Just let him fill you. He's here. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. Rain is a sign of the Spirit. Enjoy the rain. The rain of the Spirit. Let him just soak you through tonight. In your inner man, inner being. Enjoy this time. And receive from him.